Genre. Hello and welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today on the show we will be discussing Thin Ice, the third episode of Series 10 of the uh, reboot, which we've never added before. Um, (laughs) I I just felt like saying it. So, um, yeah, welcome back, guys. Yeah. Uh, Thin Ice. Thin Ice, of course, um, directed by Bill Anderson, uh, a first-time director, I think, for Doctor Who. Uh, Let me double-check on that. Yes, I did not make that up. Um, (laughs) And and written by Sarah Dollard, who previously wrote uh, Face the Raven, which this has a lot in common with. Weirdly, uh, yeah, kind of. Especially, well, especially like structurally, I yeah. think. Because mm-hmm. um, like they're both about like w- like weird hidden worlds you've never heard of before. Yeah, that are they're in both the kind of real like, world, you know? They're both weirdly about places. Like, yeah. Like, like one little place. hidden communities. Yeah, kind of like, a, like this is like even the, uh, even this fair carnival thing has a very like Moss Eisley kind of vibe to it, which I think Face the Raven did as well. When we were talking about, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Although I will say, um, in this one, I think I could feel the budget cuts. In oh, interesting. Episode. Yeah, I, like just just like when they're at the fair, and I'm just like, not a lot of people here. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. It looked, really, it, it looked a little sad. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I. I definitely don't disagree. I just. I just wasn't thinking about that when I was. And now I'm like trying to look back and think. Um. Yeah. I guess there weren't a lot of extras. No. There was. Was that a real? That didn't look like a CG elephant to me. Was that? I don't did, know. Well, or was it? Was it a blue screen elephant? Maybe. That's, I'm fascinated. Like, like, this yeah. doesn't happen often, but I'm like after watching this episode, I I wanted to know more about the like the the Tim's fair, like the frozen frost fair, frost yeah. fair. Yeah, I was like that's fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, why did um so so I think uh, I think thin ice um continues like I feel like every episode has been a like better episode um. Because, like, I really liked the pilot, but I wasn't crazy about, like, the plot of the episode. Um, mm. I thought it was lacking a little. And then I really loved Smile. Like, it was, like, a really good time. And I think this was, like, even better. Uh, this was awesome, I thought. I really loved this. What did you guys think? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like, I don't think I've ever saluted an episode of Doctor Who before. Um, but there was <laughs> <laughs> there was a line... 
Um, I forget. I forget what line it was. Is but it the it Jesus has history, one. history is a whitewash? Yes, yes, yes. That's what it yeah. was. Um, also, when he punches the guy in the face. Yeah, the doctor was a, was a total social justice warrior in this episode, and I'm about it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am into it. But like he was like, uh, like in denial about being yeah. a social justice warrior. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was cool. He was like, no, you have to play the middle, and that's how it has to be. I think um, Aziz yeah. Ansari was just talking about yeah. how uh, he wanted to be, uh, he wanted his show, his Netflix show, like the second season, to mm-hmm. be like the, the, the. Um, the bridge between these two sides. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the season, he was just like a full on social justice warrior. Yeah. And he was like, Oh no, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's exactly what yeah. happened to the doctor in this. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where it's just, where it's just like, yeah, you know, you just have to be sensible and logical to everything. And then, you know, when something happens and, you know, not literally, you should never do this in real life, but you know, when the doctor just punches that racist guy in the face, it's like, oh, right. You know, so, sometimes sometimes something doesn't deserve a moderate right. reaction. Right. Um, and that's that's what everybody's point is about this punching Nazis, quote unquote, dilemma sure. that's happening right yeah. now. They're, yeah. Where it's just like, no. no, no, no. Nazis are evil. All of them. Don't they can them all talk. get punched. <laughs> Yeah, we're not talking about we're not just talking about people on the right. We're talking about people who want to kill everyone who isn't white. Yeah, like they can get punched. It's fine. I I don't want to talk out of turn because I don't. I'm not a citizen of the UK, so I don't. I'm not going to pretend to be like an expert on the socioeconomic stuff that led to Brexit. But the, the, this feels like an episode of Doctor Who that takes place in this that was written in this era, which is really exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I really loved this. I think that this was fantastic. And uh, if our new showrunner doesn't bring Sarah Dollard back uh, for future episodes and future seasons, I think that would be a huge mistake because I think... Honestly, like, and, and I mean that, that's probably crazy because I don't know what her, I don't know what her like show running background is, but like I could totally be on board with her being like the next showrunner. Yeah, it's just like this isn't like a groundbreaking episode, but kind of like Smile, there's there's such great little there's so many great little moments that just feel like this is this is someone that really understands the the spirit of this character mm-hmm. in this world. And isn't afraid to take him to places he hasn't been or or hasn't, you know, I mean <laughs> it's funny because I would describe, uh, you know, the Doctor Who just in 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 general as, you know, socially conscious, but sure. tends to pull its punches. For sure. <laughs> and 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 in this <laughs> one, not so much. Um, and I really loved that. You know, she wasn't afraid to like be like, no, no, no. The like Doctor Who doesn't need to pull its punches. Like, let's just yeah. do it. Um, and I think that that's, that's what made this feel fresh to me because it it just felt like, wow, there's, you know, we're about to, we're going to lose Capaldi soon. And I, and and I'm looking at this, I'm like, I feel like there's more that this era could be doing, which I didn't know was possible after last, at the, after the end of last season, like we were all like, I, Moffat should probably just go. Right. Um, and now (laughs) 
very, it, was, it was very drop the mic kind of ending. Yeah. And then we and then we get this season. And it's like, oh, well, you know, if it's like this, that's fine. OK, I, I it it breaks my heart that people won't be watching this season because Moffat is still show running. Um, Although, have you noticed, like, maybe it's just because it's been gone for so long, but it does seem like more people are talking about it than usual compared to last year, I think. I, I think it's because there's a fervor building over the idea that the show is going to be rebooted again soon. Yeah, and like, I think I think fans are, I think people in general are talking about the show because of like, the character of Bill, it was kind of, that was kind of yeah. in the media for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think the, I think just the energy around it is kind of different this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we, yeah. well, I think we have like podcast friends that haven't been watching because of the Moffat thing. And I, I want to like reach out to them and be like, okay, guys, please, please watch this <laughs> just episode. Watch ser- please. Just watch series mm-hmm. 10. <laughs> or, or just watch Thin Ice. Just watch that one. And then decide for yourself if you want to watch the rest, you know, like, I I feel like this one stands pretty well as like a standalone Doctor Who, um, which seems to be like every episode this season so far. It's Uh, really interesting. Yeah, I I really like it. It's it really does feel like a back to basics approach to Doctor Who in a way that I'm really into. I like Mm -hmm. it a lot. Mm hmm. And like it's so, sp- I, I don't know. Like imagine ten saying the history is a whitewash thing. Even that doesn't feel as right as twelve saying it. It just for some reason feels like such a twelve. Because you know, like that kind of way that older people sort of don't mm-hmm. ironic. Not in the way that a lot of you know uh, uh, neo Nazis use the word, but uh, 12's, t- 12's not a big fan of being. He doesn't care about being politically correct. Mm-hmm. So like. Punching a racist in the face. <laughs> you, you know, 11 might not, you know, be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm whimsical, right? But 12 is like, nope, this is BS. You're, I, I'm punching you in the face. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sweet. and I think that, um, you know, 10 would say the history is a whitewash, but he would say it in passing, thrown over his shoulder as he's like isn't strolling it, down yeah. a street. Like you know? putting yeah. on isn't his this, like isn't this specs funny? or whatever. Like, oh yeah, yeah this is yeah. a whitewash and it's like bow, 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 bow. Well, <laughs> history's a whitewash. Like yeah. you know, like it, it just he would he wouldn't have made it as poignant as twelve does because mm-hmm. ten was a lot of things, but one of the things that I wouldn't use to describe ten is wise. Like he never yeah. came off as wise to me, whereas 12 feels wise. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's our first, I would say it's our first doctor that I would describe as that. Maybe in the new series, I could see maybe an argument being made for Eccleston, but even then he had other stuff on his plate and and wiseness wasn't, uh, wasn't part of his story, really. Yeah. Um, I think 12 is the first one where I'm like, yeah, like you you feel like a little wary and wise and like you've learned a lot and you're, you're ready to impart that knowledge on others, whether they want to hear it or not. It's like the difference between a young, smart man, a smart young man and a smart, like old man. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. There's just this sort of, uh, I'm not here to, I'm not like you, you, you feel like, t- Oh, well here, here's a big difference. 10 and 11 always felt like they were trying to impress like their companion mm-hmm. and 12 feels much more like, 
It's not about him. You ever notice that when the doctor would vi- would visit a place, it was always like, "Look how cool I am in this place." Mm-hmm. At at twelve, like, no, no, go look around. I'll be fine. Like, I'm I'm gonna stand here and watch you experience this, which just feels like such a grandpa thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't coddle his companions the way that ten and eleven did. Yeah, he's like, no, no, tell tell me tell me how tell me what you think right now. Yeah, Bill, mm-hmm. like, if you disagree with me, I want you to like tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's, God, Capaldi's good. Yeah, he's just, like, he, Twelve's just a good dude. Yeah. Like, I, I I watch these episodes and I'm like, this is what I want to be. This is kind of the energy I want to have when I'm in my 60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, But, so we haven't really even talked about the episode yet. Yeah. So, I, uh, I okay, so I, I think that um, there is a little bit of the beast below in this. Um, literally sure. and, uh, figuratively, yeah. um, I definitely, yeah, I mean, we're, we are definitely getting to a place where, uh, there are certain story elements that seem to be starting to repeat themselves. Um, so that's like another reason for him to leave. I think, uh, it's, it's time. I think he, he has run out of ideas at this point. Um, cause you know, it's like it, the way like Dr. Who works generally is like, it's usually like the showrunner comes up with like a concept for an episode and, and then hire like has writers and like any of these strike your fancy. And then they're like, Oh, I like this idea. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Go write it. Um, so, so that way, like the season still feels like a Moffat show, you know, overall, sure. um, so the idea of like, oh, lights under the ice, like, you know, that's that's totally like a Moffat idea. Yeah. What if what if ice was scary? Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if ice was scary? Um, did you see did you see not to not to change the subject to next week's episode, but did you see that video of him amping up knock knock? Yeah, it was amazing. He's like, he's like, oh, you know those creeks that you think are the pipes? Well, they're not their pipes, and next week you'll find out what they are. <laughs> it's always a monster. I know. Like that's the thing is like at, at a certain point, it's like, what if those noise? Yeah, what if what if that thing you didn't think was a monster was a monster? <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> That's, you know, not looking at something, that's a monster. That's literally, like, I want to make, like, one of those uh, Tumblr posts where they sum up, like, you know, different different things. Um, like, yeah, like, yeah. like that Pixar post where it's like, what if toys were people? What if cars were people? Yeah. What if bugs <laughs> were people? What if emotions were people? <laughs> yeah. um, what if your feelings had feelings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, right, it's feelings. What if bugs had feelings? What if toys had feelings? What if your feelings yeah. had feelings? Um, yeah. yeah it, 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 and you, I feel like I want to, like, sum up. That's exactly how I would sum up Moffat's era. <laughs> is, like, what if, what, if, what if that thing was a monster? <laughs> what if dust was thing? a monster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Um, what if the what if the concept of like missing something was a monster? Yeah. <laughs> like it's getting more and more esoteric as time goes on, right? Yeah. Like a like a creak is old, like a, a a noise is almost pushing it. Yeah, like we're like we're like one step away from like the happening, where it's just like the wind. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was basically what listen was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. You know, when you don't hear something, that's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, you know when nothing's there? Something's there. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something there. You're never alone. <laughs> whenever you whenever whenever your anxiety tells you to be that's it's it's always right. It's never <laughs> uh um so this this is kind of an unexpected uh literally a follow-up to to smile. Is it? How? Well, I mean, like, kind of the way Nardle, oh, the way yeah, they bring the, back the, the, the Nardle bookends between the two episodes. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I like mm-hmm. that. I thought that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I am fully 100% convinced that the master's in that vault. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's almost kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was watching that. I watched that final scene. As if it had already, as if I was watching it in 2019 or 2020, and we already knew that it was going to be the master. Yeah. Like, I had to remind myself that we actually just didn't already know that. I feel like the surprise was supposed to be, you think it's Missy, and then it ends up being John Sim. Mm. I I feel like that's what the surprise was supposed to be, but they had to shoot some location stuff, so they had to announce that John Sim wasn't in the show. And and because tabloids are assholes, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I it so it, it it sucks. But um, you know, I'm still excited to get there. Yeah, I, unless there's like some huge meta game where it's like Danny Pink when they open the door, <laughs> or something crazy. That would be weird. Um, yeah, uh, Dan, Danny Pink as a Cyberman. Um, or it's, or, just, or it's just, it's Matt Smith, like, in the Pandorica. Like, we just go full circle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been in here for seven years. <laughs> Someone's been walking around being in bad movies. That would be insane. If they if they implied, if they did, like, a, like a J. Michael Straczynski retcon where everything after Pandorica that wasn't really the doctor, uh, that would be an insane twist. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be pretty crazy. Um, Like, it turned like they just, they retcon season seven as like, oh, that was the doctor's evil twin being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Capaldi being like, am I a good man? It was because he's like the evil twin, but he regenerated. Mm-hmm. What? You generated into a good man. Yeah. And then Kaz is like, what a twist. It's not real, Kaz. It's okay. No, I know. Uh, I can't. I'm not we're, caffeinated. We're making it up. <laughs> yeah. But it would be it would be an awful way for them to like get around having a female doctor where they have yeah. Capaldi generate regenerate into a female doctor, and then you get like a spin-off with like this female time lady oh no like they and then, they and like then Matt Smith, like regenerates into like another thing and that explains why there's another regeneration because that but then, like, evil twin that was then, the first regeneration like e- wouldn't the evil twin doctor like saying like they do some nonsense <laughs> like that like wouldn't the evil yeah. twin doctor by definition be the Valyard yes wow yeah so we've been watching a Valyard yes. show for like, like I'm into that but oh yeah <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, that would, yeah, that would, yeah, be, that would be, um, it's like uh, the clone, clone saga or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, can you imagine? Just remember when they? That, that sounds like when they that rumor that they were making a guy Ghostbusters simultaneously with the girl Ghostbusters. Yeah. Remember that rumor? Right. 
Yeah, we, uh, we should we should again reiterate that we ju- literally just made all of this up. This isn't a real thing that's happening. Just, yeah, no, guys, it's the master. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the master. We're just we're just in, we're just entertaining our brains because we like kind of walked our way into the answer like in week one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what if that was the master? Yeah. Um, was there was like, there um, a fourth like knock I, on the door? Because I was no, I was no. It was very specifically three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wanted there to be a fourth knock. Yeah. I was like, is it gonna, is it gonna happen? No, that has to be on purpose, though, right? Right. Like trying to throw you off the scent. You, like you don't knock on the on this show anymore without it being like a loaded yeah. thing. Hmm. What if knocks were a monster? <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> yeah. You know when someone knocks on the door? That's a monster. Oh, guys. Oh, the person knocking the door. Guys, next week, I'm going to put money on it. Next week, okay. like the knock knock is a double reference to both the story and the vault. I thought that's what was happening. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Oh, oh, oh. The, like, like, what if next week it's down to two knocks instead of three knocks? <laughs> And then the week after that, he's just knocking. It's like, like a countdown. <laughs> yeah, he's been counting down this whole yeah. time. Um, speaking of counting, okay, so were they like shotgunning over the mantelpiece of Nardle dying? Because that's what it felt like. What's that? When he at the end, when he was like, "As long as I'm around, you'll never." Then he turns around. He was like, "Oh no, oh no!" So like, so I was like. I was watching it scene and I'm like, are they setting up that like he's gonna like kill Nardle and that'll be like the the seal breaking? <laughs> I don't know. Just him 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 that was just a weird as long as I'm alive, you'll never get out. That was just like, such a it, it just rang a it rang a bell in my ear. Mm, maybe. I, I don't I don't know, but like he's already died once, I guess. But Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be yeah. Yeah. Which he also referenced. Also, yeah, I isn't guess. he like also, mostly a robot? At this point. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like all a robot. Yeah, except for his head. Yeah. This is Matt Lucas head. Yeah. <laughs> um I thought it was yeah, I thought it was um it's such an interesting the idea of the doctor having a caretaker is still a really interesting dynamic to me. Like him being almost kind of like trapped in an because when Nardle talks to him, it's almost like he's trapped in an old folks home. Mm-hmm. Oh no. It's true. Like he's like Nardle worries about him, but it's kind of in a vaguely condescending way. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh. So what did we think of the of the, of the, of, the, of this beast below? I liked it. Um. It's fine. I like that it was like a giant yeah. snake, and I like that they yeah set it up in the teaser. Like mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. your species doesn't notice anything, and it's just like warning. And I'm like, haha, that's funny. Um, yeah, that was a that was a cool that was a creepy shot of the of the monster, mm-hmm. like in that opening. I was like, ooh, that's cool. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I I just really liked the overall story. Um, yeah. The monster was fine. Uh, yeah, this, it, it didn't make me. Definitely- it didn't make me as sad as the space whale did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the space whale was just so like. You like heard its cries yeah. and pain, and like they were torturing it. This thing was just kind of stuck, right? Yeah. yeah. And they were like harvesting its oil, right? 
or or it's poop. What was that? Was that that was a weird? Yeah, joke. It was yeah, poop. it was it was poop. Okay, harvesting is poop. Uh, so this an, an, another trope. I'm glad kind of, that uh, following... I'm glad that Nardle wasn't on this adventure with them because he would have absolutely fallen into one of those vats of poop. <laughs> <laughs> or he would have, or would have like eaten the whole thing. Yeah, he, he'd just been like, "Oh no, no, it's all over oh, me! Oh, 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 shit! Oh, oh, shit! Oh, I'm ruined! I'm ruined!" He runs off into the distance, like yeah. down the Thames. Yeah, <laughs> they're using Nardle um, well this season so far. Yeah, it's like they, it's like we could really make them hate this guy if we don't use him right. Yeah, we need to really mind our Nardle. <laughs> yeah. Um. And to their credit, I don't I don't hate him. I don't think he's a, I don't I don't cringe whenever he shows up. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like But it's clear that I, this show is so so deftly realized that and I mean we'll see if this keeps happening, but like just the chemistry between Pearl yeah. Mackey and Peter Capaldi is so great. Uh-huh. But they were like, wow, we really don't need Matt Lucas to be here every episode. <laughs> I do wince every time he comes on because I'm afraid something terrible is gonna happen. You're like worried. Yeah, it's like it's like when you go to an improv show and one guy says something really cringy, and then every time he comes up, you're like, "Oh no, this guy's gonna come." Yeah, <laughs> is it gonna be bad or is it gonna be pretty? Is it gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah. So another another trope going back to the formula that we brought up uh, in weeks past that this season seems to be following. Uh, th- this was uh, very much. Uh, the companion losing her innocence episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where, where the, he stops being a, a manic pixie dream guy. And you're like, Oh, you've murdered like tens of thousands, maybe even millions of, of living things. Uh-huh. Um, which is always a really, and, and I, I, I thought even though it's a trope that we've, we've grown accustomed to, especially in the reboot, I thought it happening to bill was super, I, I, I was into it. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it felt it felt different mm-hmm. somehow. No, it was it was good, and I I liked. There's there's sort of an element of um um I don't know how to describe what I'm what I'm talking about, but like I liked the abject horror that Bill had at the death of that kid, mm-hmm. and the fact yeah. that the doctor was just concerned about his sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Because he, and like, because and he knew I can't save him. He's already dead. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and you can when you've been watching the show as long as 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 you know for ten seasons at least, you you kind of get that mindset where he's like, well, yeah, you just can't. You couldn't even. You have to compartmentalize, right? If you're going to stay sane, right? You know, right? Uh, and I mean, whatever. He was uh, he was a little pickpocket gutter trash. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what happened to not wanting to change? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he was a little. I'm kidding. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> no, you're fine. Like he wasn't gonna die of cholera like two years from now. <laughs> yeah, that dude had a short shelf. <laughs> um, it it hey, does suck to get mentalizing just like this. Yeah, we, oh can you imagine God. if Capaldi was like, "Hey, Cl- Clara, come on, let's be serious." He, you know, from a certain perspective, he's been dead for hundreds of years. <laughs> And you're just now sad about it because you just saw it happen. <laughs> I like that um, that she was allowed to have like feelings and opinions about yeah. it. Like normally, I feel like the doctor's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I killed the name of like goodness and whatever. I'm awesome. Shut up." But like, yeah, he 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 tries to like he tries to uh, what's the word? 
when like when like you try to make justify. It, oh, justified. Yeah, he just justified. Yeah, yeah. It's early, but I like that they were like I like that they were allowed to argue about it instead of him just like shushing yeah. her and like moving on. Like this is like I know this sounds funny, but like if you're in a this is how you argue with someone that you care about. Yeah. yeah. You know, because he was he he was very upfront. He wasn't manip. He was being very honest, but he was also like not apologizing. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Look, I mean, like this is just the way that it is." And like, but now we have to save all these other kids. Can you do that? Can we agree on that? And and to Bill's credit, the bill doesn't like. She 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 puts she puts away that anger for the sake of helping more of these of these little these little ice orphans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, "Live on the ice." Um. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, I love that. And, and the thing too is it really does feel like Moffat's priorities have shifted mm -hmm. because despite yeah. the fact that this show, uh, this season is hashtag time for heroes. Um, wait, what? That's the official thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all over Twitter. Yeah. That's like the Twitter hashtag for this season. Um, time for heroes. Uh, despite that, huh. I think I think it's a I think it's a reference to like the world. It's also, yeah. what I text my friends whenever we go out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a reference to like the world today. Is like we like it's a time we need heroes. Um, yeah. But but yeah. But despite that uh, hashtag, um, I feel like every time that scene has happened before, because both um, both Amy or I guess Amy, Rory and Clara and Danny have all at some point cornered the doctor and be like, and is like, what are you doing? Stop doing what you're doing. You're bad. Yeah. This is bad. Like yeah. what's, what are you doing? But every time that they have that argument, the doctor has always dismissed them yeah. Yeah. and then done something super crazy, amazing, heroic. And then the companions are like, Oh, oh, I was wrong to ever doubt. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and so after, you know, five seasons of that, we're finally at a place where Moffat is like, oh, no, it's actually better if the companions question the a doctor. And I'm, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sure and I'm absolutely I don't want to give him all the credit because obviously Sarah Dollard probably had a lot to do with that. And in fact, yeah. that might be the first instance of that happening, which was in face the Raven where they allowed the companion to have the big heroic moment. Yeah. To make a, to make a decision independent of the doctor. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, it, we, we keep going back to the beast below, but I'm at, cause like sometimes I know I, I had a moment watching this where I have to remind myself that canonically I am watching the same character that, had the adventures of, you know, the, the girl in the fireplace and blink and right. And the doctor's wife. But, um, to go from nobody human has anything to say to me today to the final scene of this episode where he, he puts all of the power on pearls on that's crazy. How that keeps happening on Bill's shoulders. It's, it's pretty remarkable for a character to undergo that much of a change. Yeah. In one era of the show. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's cool stuff. Um, did, was anyone else getting uh, snowman vibes from this episode? A little uh, bit, mostly from the top hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh, so uh, the, okay, it's a little bit, but like that, that part was my favorite part of Snowmen. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was into it here. I, I oh, I, lo- I love the reveal that he's been to this fair like three times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tons of times. Oh, tons of times. Oh, and he like, when he wanted the guy to show him how he stole the, or how he cheated. Yeah. Like, no, show me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved the double reveal of that, of, of him being like, I bet I could steal anything in this shop. And then he kicks him out and he's like, he he stole one of the pies. And he's like, look, I stole a pie. And then later yeah. when they're like with all the kids, he's like, here, everybody have a pie. And he stole like seven <laughs> He stole like, the, yeah, it was, they kept building on that joke. Yeah, it was, really, it was good. really good. You know who he kind of, you know who 12 kind of reminds me of? You know that, uh, have you guys seen the Royal Tannenbaums? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, yeah, it's it's like that scene where where Gene Hackman just takes his Ben Stiller's kids out for like, to like gamble and smoke and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh man, if they if they you know like that that uh, that casting exercise that you always see where people uh, try to cast the Doctor in different eras if it was made in America. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Gene Hackman would have been a good Doctor at any yeah, at any time in his life. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Oh man. Because like. In the 70s, you could get like super angry, like 70s, Gene, like you know, Popeye Doyle, Gene Hackman as the doctor, oh. but then now you would get total like old American grandpa. Oh, yeah, um, I'm into God, that. I like that. I love that he's just he's just living in the woods writing Civil War novels now. It's <laughs> good. Um, his last movie was Welcome to Mooseport. No, uh, overall, I mean, I just think that this was like a really, really great episode and i'm i'm excited by next week even though the trailer for it really did nothing for me um Mm -hmm. i'm I'm excited for it because they've been so good so far you know i'm Mm -hmm. always kind of worried when they like over promote an episode because it tends to be like the terrible one or one of them yeah (laughs) I feel yeah. like they've been over-promoting every episode this season, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he's done one of those intros for every episode this season. Oh, okay. Um, one of those little, like, 30-second introductions or whatever. <laughs> he's, just slowly, he's just slowly becoming Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like Scottish Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, God. Um, Welcome to my house of nightmares. <laughs> He's wearing like a dress. Actually, that's really accurate because there, yeah. there's that psycho trailer where he like walks into the. He's like showing you around the Bates Motel, and he goes in the oh, shower, and he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, something, something horrible. I tried to do it in a Scottish accent. Is it so, something, something, Scottish? Something, something, something's happening. Here. Yeah, so, something happened in here. It was horrible, but uh-huh. we won't talk about that. And. Yeah. I'm just like imagining it's like something horrible happened in here, but we won't talk <laughs> about <this> that. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's like a little, it's like a little kid going like, "Oh man, like you ever get that shiver on your spine when you walk through a fairy circle? Like that's not a fairy circle, you idiot! It's an alien <laughs> ghost that's going to kill you." Uh, so, um, uh, any other uh, closing thoughts on this before we talk about a couple of other things? Um, that's my alarm going off. Um, <laughs> what do you guys? Um, yeah, so just, I, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, so what the doctor gives Bill a choice to make. What do you guys think about that, that choice at the end to like free the creature? Um, I feel like 
to me, it just it like, really felt like a retread of, of Beast Below. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Only only the the choice that like Amy wasn't specifically given the choice. She just made the choice herself and went yeah. for it. That's another episode. Right. Um, or Amy's Amy's choice. choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I liked it. I, I mean, it, it was a good moment. It's just that. And it was a good moment because it made Bill understand after, after um, you know, the kid dying and her being like, how could you treat that like that? How could you you know, do that. And then we get to that choice and he's basically showing her how hard it is to be him to make. Yeah. And, and not like in that. like a, yeah. And not in like a guilt way, but like a, no, like, by the way, like, this is what I mean when I say, right. That you like, you have to move on. I'm, and, I'm and, not and being he's cruel. Not, and, he, and he's not, he's not saying that outright. It's just no, that yeah. he's, yeah. he's basically like giving her a lesson and she's teaching herself in a way like she's learning it yeah. herself in the process of what he's asking yeah. her to do. It's like like any good teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all the best teachers, they like I'm you're going to you're I'm going to it has to feel like you're learning it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really good moment, I think. Yeah, I'm but, really uh, excited. Like pretty, pretty solid. I'm glad that the quality has like stayed really consistent mm-hmm. so far. Um, so I'm really optimistic about the rest of it, except for next week, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, next week. Uh, who's, who's writing next week's episode. Do we know? Um, I don't know. I'm sure the information is available. I just haven't looked it up. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't have it, uh, handy. Um, I'll, uh, try to mow mosey on over to that one. Nope. That's uh, not uh, the episode's not up on any of the Wikipedia pages, so I'm not sure off the top off the top of my head, um, huh. or off the top of Wikipedia, whatever. Uh, so Neil um, Gaiman, Neil Gaiman. Uh, so so anyway, um, I, uh, I I think that was a good episode, but um, a couple of things, a couple of news items I wanted to discuss. Um, one is oh, cool, yeah. not one is non spoilery, and one is potentially spoilery so if you guys don't want to know anything about what is supposedly the christmas special um you won't want to listen to that part uh but this first bit is a bit of speculation on my part um it was recently announced this week that the broccolis uh who own the james the rights to james bond they're sort of like the producers of james bond uh, they have Get the laughs out of the way now. Yeah. The Bond franchise is owned by a couple named the Broccoli's. Yeah. So the Broccoli's are huh. uh, looking for a director <laughs> um, are looking for a director for uh, the next James Bond movie. And apparently they have settled on Paul McGuigan. Um, who? Yeah. Who, who famously directed uh, the pilot episode of Sherlock. Um, well, and three others, um, and three others, yeah, and, and, he, uh, and a bunch of pilots, and movie. and uh, and he and he's done several movies that are of varying quality. Um, he's very much the kind of director that elevates some a script that's already good and okay. does nothing to improve a bad script. Um, he's a journey. He, he's he, he's what's called a journeyman director, I would say. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're looking at him to direct the next Bond. 
And because of his relationship with Stephen Moffat, I I think Moffat is writing the next Bond. I really do. Because I, mean, I, I, I that, that seems like a crazy coincidence that they're getting yeah. like he has talked nonstop about how much he wants to write a Bond movie after Doctor Who. He's a very successful, like very notable British writer, mm-hmm. screenwriter. And Paul McGuigan is known for working with him yeah. regularly in the past. I mean, it really does seem like that's what's going on, I think. Well, good no. for him. Or Max Landis. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Maybe Max Landis is directing, is writing the new book. I don't, I don't know. I don't, well, no, no, because they don't, they don't use American, uh, they don't, they don't uh, use American writers ever. Well, John Logan. John Logan's American? I'm going to double check real quick, but I'm, I, I'm 70% sure that he's American. Um, yep. He's, he's an American writer and playwright born in San Diego of all places. Oh, okay. Um, well, in any event, okay. So I, but yeah, I, I mean, they wouldn't do that because, uh, Max Landis. Yeah, Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul McGuigan and Max Landis do not get along. Um, no, and uh, mostly because they, they mostly because Paul McGuigan big... listened to all of the studio's wishes and changed his script without telling him. Yeah, um, but, they made a very weird baby named Victor Frankenstein. Uh, the yeah, well. That was like seventy percent Paul McGuigan's baby. Well, no, it was like it was <laughs> not even. It was like forty percent, fifty percent the studio's baby, uh, like mutated mutant baby. Uh, yeah, and then more like Sherlock. Holmes. And then like ten percent Max Landis and forty percent Paul McGuigan. Uh, that movie's a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, regardless, yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Stephen Moffat and Paul McGuigan, and then. Yeah. Whether whether or not we're getting uh, what's his name back, Daniel Craig, or we're getting a new James Bond, I I think I I think the prognosis is he's coming back for one for one more ride. I I kind of hope he doesn't. I hope he just. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I agree, but it would just bum me out to see Spectre being the last adventure of my favorite Bond. Yeah, I just I I think it's time to move on. Um, and get a new new bond, um, like John Boyega. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a bond, as a bond that just wears like a loud purple tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so, so now now we're gonna talk about. I, I want to talk about the the Christmas special. Oh, please, yeah. So if you uh, don't want to hear about this, um, you know, tune out now, I guess, and we'll be back next week. Uh, but the Christmas special, which they are still maintaining, uh, Peter Capaldi will be a part of, um, which uh, feels like it spoils the ending of this season. Then, like if you see him regenerating here, I don't know. But regardless, well, it's called Fall of the Doctor, right? Or the Doctor Falls. Yeah, the Doctor Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the first episode is just him like falling down like. <laughs> Oh my hip, boy, Kevin's. Um, oh my hip. <laughs> but anyway, so um, two bits, two bits of rumors for the Christmas special. Um, sure, both of which I'm more into than I would have thought I would have been. Uh, but Ooh. the rumor is that um, one, the latest rumor is that uh, they have, um, they have 
they're going into production on the on the uh on the Christmas special soon and they have uh got the diner where they shot Impossible Astronaut and um last season's finale. Ooh. And so people are thinking that uh Clara and uh No Name uh are going to come back for the Christmas the shielder. Um well no, it there wasn't her wasn't 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 her name like literally like she changed like her name me. to something like super generic, right? What was it? I think it was Lady yeah, Me. It was. Oh yeah, me. Yeah, me. Um yeah, so Clara and Lady Nobody me. is Kurt Russell's character in the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> um Clara Clara and and Lady Me uh are are seem to be rumored to be coming back because as we know, like their TARDIS was like attached to that thing or whatever mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so so yeah so that's part of the rumor uh and and uh, people are assuming that they're coming back like to sort of wrap up her story so we would probably see clara go back to her timeline where she's going to get killed um and uh and and god they really want us to just not feel good about that character yeah i know and 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 see the doctor you know regenerate or, or like you know him get her his memories back of her um, before he regenerates. Right, yeah. um, so so anyway, so that that is part of the rumor, uh, and not and, and it's just a rumor that that's the reason they're bringing the diner back. Um, but they are absolutely shooting at the diner, so that's a thing. Um, the other thing, which is arguably more interesting and really cool, is supposedly the Christmas special is. Uh, Capaldi teaming up with another doctor. What? Because it's going to tie in to the uh, day of the doctor with oh. the Capaldi scene where he's in, he's with all everyone 13. else. Yeah, all 13. Yeah. And you see his crazy eyes. Yeah. Um, apparently the lead up to that will be the 12th doctor teaming up with the first doctor played by David Bradley. Huh. From the uh, oh my god! From the yeah, uh, from the uh, an adventure in space. Yeah, adventure in space and time. Yep, that would be such a trip. Yeah. Oh my god, David Bradley. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Remember that final scene in Adventure of Space and Time? Oh yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, I, I love that I love that final scene. But the the scene in that in that movie that always makes me cry is the is the bit where the kids all are like he's like leading the kids around the park. Mm-hmm. Um and oh he's like God, and he's yeah. like so happy that kids love him. Um yeah. That's that's the thing that does it to uh, me. Yeah, that would be that would be really, really that would be a cool that'd be a really cool treat to kind of like just and it feel it fits. Yeah. Like it feels so hard. Well, and it's cool because they're both the first doctor of a regeneration set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're both kind of tonally similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be like uh it'd be like that uh, amazing Zach Brack movie we've all seen. Or those old <laughs> well, and it would be uh, great because it's like the first doctor is arguably the only person who like could out crotchety Peter Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Capaldi would actually be like the young whippersnapper. Right. Um, I'm into that. And I love the idea of Capaldi teaming up with his first doctor. Because he was watching oh, wow. it from the beginning as a oh, little kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
And so, like, him saying goodbye to the show is him having an adventure with his first doctor. Ugh. Wow. That makes me really emotional. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how all of those pieces go together, but I'm I'm really into the idea of... God, can you it. imagine if, like, the final scene of The Doctor Falls or The Fall of the Doctor is, like, him saying... And, like, the camera pans over and you just see, like, his silhouette... Oh, just like that first. Oh, the first. Just the first. Yeah. 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 Someday I'll come back. And I did. (laughs) And I did. (laughs) It's just. And then like, and then like, kind of like, they kind of like name of the doctor. You go like, and John Bradley as the doctor. What? Remember how like, remember how they gave John Hurt his own like title card? Oh, yeah. And David Bradley. You said John Bradley. (laughs) Sorry. That's someone else. That's. Someone who is unrelated to Doctor Who. <laughs> um, yeah, and David yeah, Bradley as the Doctor. Or as Doctor mm-hmm. Who, because he was... He was just... He was Doctor Who. Yeah, at, yeah. The, at the, yeah at the, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like, in the credits, it said, uh, you know, Doctor yeah. Who. So, guys, if you're ever in a comic book store and someone's being a real butt muncher about you calling him the Doctor or Doctor Who, just say that he was called Doctor Who in the first episode. Yeah. There's literally an episode of the uh, of the of the um, during the first Doctor's era where like a machine like a, the cliffhanger is like the machine being like, get me Doctor Who. Yep. <laughs> get me Doctor Who. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, I think that's cool. I, now, now, whether or not you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what that says about those regeneration clips. Maybe it's like a flash forward. I've heard that rumor before uh, that it's like some sort of flash forward to him regenerating. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also feels like Moffat repeating himself because he kind of did that with the with the eleventh Doctor, even though that ended up not being like a real regeneration. Um, but uh, God, that just made me think of Wedding of River Song again, and I just, I, I just hurt inside. I just, so, um, one final bit of, one, so one final uh, a period in this, as it were. Uh, this was published on April twenty fourth. Uh, they actually a man, not a man, a reporter, uh, <laughs> for the Birmingham Mail, uh, asked David Bradley if there was any truth to him crossing paths with uh, the Doctor, and he only said. Who knows? You didn't hear it from me. That's all I can say. Who said that? David Bradley. Oh, cool. Yeah, because apparently um, in that in that uh, news article about the diner, about them uh, getting the diner, apparently because of the nature of production, uh, Capaldi has already shot his regeneration scene, um, which means that they have cast the next doctor. You can't shoot a regeneration scene unless you know who the next doctor is. Right, yeah. right. I mean, there's that cla- there's that video of of David Tennant meeting Matt Smith right. like on the set of right because like, it would be too expensive. Like, why would you, yeah, go back to that spot? Yeah. Right, right. Um, and so uh, I, I'm gonna be. Uh, oh. it, it, that means that like every time the BBC says there has been no discussions about who the next doctor is, and we don't know, <laughs> and no one has been cast, it's a lie. They're lying. Um. Uh, they're they're pulling like a straight up Stephen Moffat. Okay, so this is a weird thing to get excited about, but you know how like whenever a doctor regenerates, they're always wearing the previous doctor's clothes for a little mm-hmm. bit. I just pictured like 
the the first female doctor regenerating and wearing like the deep breath costume and like it looked really cool in my head like imagining like Kate Blanchett wearing like the 12th doctor outfit hmm. I was like oh that's gonna be cool when they're like wearing the... I'm assuming he's in that out maybe he's gonna be super cash when he dies yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be wearing like a hoodie I'm not even wearing in the jacket anymore <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. And he just, he just dies. Um, do you guys know who Samantha Spyro is from uh, Game of Thrones? Um, I don't. I'm gonna Google her. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing the same. I'm trying to figure out. Is her name is her name spelt like Spyro of that of the dragon? No, with an I instead of a Y. No. Um. But uh oh yeah yeah he plays uh she, she plays she, <laughs> she plays she. She plays um, uh, Sam's mom. Oh, okay. Because uh, there's a rumor that that she's uh, she's playing. Um, she's been cast. She's going to be in uh, this season of Doctor Who. And there's a rumor that she is uh, playing. Um, um, her name is escaping me. The first companion, Susan. Oh, Susan. Susan. Oh, yeah. Which, when you look at wow, her, yeah, I I get it. I buy that. They are really going back to basics with this season, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just answered a question that you asked about the first doctor, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I, I just it was I just I just blanked. Um I think it's no, because I think it's because her name is Susan and this actress's name is Samantha. And so like the two S names were like yeah. I don't know. Firing my they brain did. in a weird place that was canceling yeah. each other out. <laughs> That would that would make uh, that would make Susan's photo more than an Easter egg, right. but like a, a a clue, right? And if you look at a picture of Samantha Spiro, like she looks like a forty eight year old Susan. I'm having trouble imagining that character being an adult, but I'm going to take your word. <laughs> I mean, I just to be just fair, she Susan. was an adult when she was on that show. She was just yeah, playing was 15 like, or 14 or however, but she was definitely like in her mid twenties. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, when I, I just imagine when they eventually go to that character again, she's just still going to be like same hair, same black and white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm like going back and forth now between pictures of Susan Foreman and, and Samantha Spyro. And I'm like, yeah, pretty sure that's what's happening. Yeah. I see it. Um, yeah. How often do you think people call her Samantha Spyro the dragon? Oh. No. Because I would do it a lot. <laughs> um. Oh my god! But does that mean that she's gonna like hang out with David Bradley too? Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> oh god! I can't think about that. Oh man. <laughs> and she just like he comes and visits her. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, oh, you look different. How many regenerations have you been through? And he's like, uh, uh, 12, 12, 12. It took you 12 regenerations to come visit me. <laughs> How old are you? 2000. <laughs> also, he's been 2000 for way too long. He's got to yeah. be like 5,000 years yeah. old at this point. Yeah. I had a question about that too when we were watching it because I was like, "Wait, how long did he spend in Christmas Town alone?" Because like that, a thousand years, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I forgot he died in Christmas Town. Yeah, 
Christmas. I always, I always knew he'd get it in Christmas. Now. <laughs> and I, I really, and not for nothing, but like as much as that Christmas special sounds really exciting and cool, I, I really want Capaldi to regenerate in the finale because I don't want another doctor to regenerate in a Christmas special. Yeah. It's just, it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> getting ridiculous <laughs> um would you be down with just well no that's exactly what they always do never mind never mind i was gonna say so so you so are you hoping that he that the doctor regenerates regenerates at the beginning of series 11 no 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 like just in, in the finale like i just you know oh, okay, yeah just in the okay. finale i don't know anyway all right, guys. Well, what if, what if a, the entire what if the entire Christmas special is just him on the verge of regenerating, holding it back, like the whole? Oh, it's coming! Oh, it's a coming! <laughs> it's, like, it's a coming! It's like the whole he does. He performs the whole episode like as if he just has to go to the bathroom oh, really God. bad. Yeah. <laughs> or he does like, or he does like that Jefferson's thing where he keeps pretending to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm coming, Elizabeth. And he just his hand starts to glow, and he just looks at no, <laughs> no, and he fades back away. <laughs> and then, and then when he finally regenerates, just just half the earth's gonna blow up. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Well, I think that about uh, wraps us up. Uh, if you want to go check out our other podcast, Dueling Genre, uh, check out Cass on Lord of the Rings Minute. Uh, check out uh, Nick this week on Harry Potter Minute. You're great on that, Nick. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's really good. Uh, I've been listening and I'm like, ah, this guy. You talk about me a lot, yeah. which I think is funny, but uh, they asked about you a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. But you, 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 uh, <laughs> you, you, you bring me up about as much as you bring up Fast and the Furious. <laughs> well, that tells you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick's Nick Venice's pyramid of, of great. I, I I like that I rank near and dear to to Fast and the Furious. To you. That means a lot. Fast and Furious, Scott. It's like in one of those diagrams where you like you take a heart and you have like the little dotted lines that like oh marks off sections. Yeah. As we can, and I'm as right, we can see, I'm Scott right is Fast and, Fast and the Furious. It's just a picture of like Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, no, check out Nick on, on Harry Potter Minute. It's really good. Um, check out uh, my new podcast, Spider-Man Minute, uh, which just yeah, uh, launched daily this week. Thanks. Um, it's I'm really proud of it. I think it's really, really, really good. Uh, and I don't normally say things like that uh, about me. It's like it's like I, I, I am willing to say that about um, uh, Geek by Night. And I'm willing to say that about Spider-Man Minute. Uh, Whereas like other things, it was like, yeah, no, it's fun. You should listen to it. But like, I'm like, no, seriously, this is really good. <laughs> well, I would argue that you 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 speak about Spider Man with even more earned authority than uh, than Back to the Future. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I I I love Back to the Future. You know that. Um, and I I loved <laughs> I loved doing that show. Um, but you know, I, I, Spider Man was like that was like my Star Wars. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And and and, and it means so much to Zach too that seeing right. you guys like talk about it is, is really yeah. Cool. So it's it's uh I think it's a good show. Um so check that out if you haven't yet. Uh we we um, Zach and I talk about uh Spider-Man, uh the Sam Raimi, Toby Maguire, Spider-Man one minute at a time, and we're just gonna every year we're gonna do another Spider-Man movie um in order. So we're presumably going to do it forever. Um <laughs> so there's that. Cass, uh, if this sells you on Harry Potter Minute, uh, on the latest episode today, we bring up the topic of uh, teenage Bellatrix Lestrange. Right, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. And of course, uh, Nick and I are wrapping up Back to the Future Minute. We are, we are, we are almost at the end of this thing. It's crazy. We re- we really are. Yeah, it's crazy. We're almost done. Um, that's gonna be. We're nuts. we're officially at like the falling action. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, well, uh, in recording, not in recording. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go, uh, go check out those things. And, uh, and of course geek by night, as we mentioned, uh, there's, there's, uh, like how many episodes, 10, 12, 14, 14, there's 14 bingeable episodes. Um, it's, I mean, you're, I mean, it's literally like, it's something like 12 hours of content or something like that. So, Something absurd uh, that we made. Yeah, that we the three of us we wrote it and and directed it and, and produced it and it's out there in the world and you can listen to it. Um, so uh, please uh, do that and let us know if you listen and what you thought of it. That would be cool. And we will be back uh, next week with knock 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 knock. <laughs>